Hi there, I'm Craig Hill. I'm a guest on Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. That's quite a mouthful, isn't it? I'll say it again. Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. I'm going to be a guest. I am a guest. I've just been a guest. And we have had such a laugh chatting about um, me, particularly growing up gay, uh, all of us doing gigs abroad in Kuala Lumpur, um, having the right glass for your, um, you know, your alcohol, um, being hungover, uh, having fun, building up to the fringe. We've, we've actually just had such a good laugh. I've really, really enjoyed it and I think you'll enjoy it too. Uh, so watch and if you are um, on Patreon, you can watch in advance and you've got lots of benefits. So I would jump on that immediately. But it's such a fun thing to be a guest on. I can't wait to come back I do it again. Thanks for joining us. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9 11? Tears. Fafias. That's going to be my get-in sentence for the Geordie for accent. Cast, for the Geordie accent, when we were at drama class, you had to have a get-in sentence for your for an accent. So, for example, if you did New York, your get-in sentence was "the flowers have been delivered." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you do that, and then you go. Oh, that's, that's that's when it gets you in. I was so expecting like a Morgan here would have been the the obvious one, but where, where did you go with the flowers? The flowers have been delivered. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Something falling off the wall. Craig, that, that was the Judge Dread Badge. Say that. Say the that. what? Judge Dread Badge. Judge Dread Badge. Uh, yeah, there you go, yes. yeah. That's it first. That, that is your... Is that my tongue twister? That's yeah. Sloss and Humphreys on the road in. Yeah. What was the one you said yesterday you loved? Oh, that you kept on playing that game yesterday. The, uh, the, 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 the word you say in American accent that makes it sound like you're speaking Glaswegian. Oh, uh, yeah, I think we've, we've talked oh, about yeah, this on the podcast Space before, Ghetto. Yeah, that really does a, work, doesn't it? Space yeah. Ghetto in American accent sounds like Spice space, Girl. And I, I love it, Space Ghetto. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. My uh, get-in for the Northern Irish accent is uh, from my French teacher was Northern Irish. So that's uh, set down now. Sava aujourd'hui. Come on, tapel too. Sava aujourd'hui. Who ate the bibliotech? That's brilliant. That's so funny. Oh, man, she was the best. Mrs. Falls, you're not listening to this, but she was supportive of my career. Well, it's funny because I talk about my French teacher in my new show. Yeah. Well, just because I just remembered her saying to me, uh, Craig Hill, there's a fine line between being cheeky and being funny, and you don't know it. Well, look at me now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did not make the career uh, the other, one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, both of them. You do. You know. That's how well, you that know. There is a fine line. Where the it? line is. Um, the reason the conversation for getting into accents yesterday is we were all at a barbecue hosted uh, by um, Natalie and her fiance, and <laughs> <laughs> she's really nice. Yeah, she's great. She's great, and you know, she's got a weak taste in men. But you, you know, know, you know what? I really felt like uh, Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Oh. That just cliff. I felt like Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec yesterday because Natalie was just being really capable and I was just like useless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like season one where he's going to with Anne. Yeah. Uh, Back when he's big fat, Chris. Yeah, Pratt. and her knowledge, she has the same pomchon. Excuse me, did I just get by <laughs> No, no. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, in a way. 
She has the same penchant that I have for drinking glass, uh, drinking yeah. a pro- uh, the proper drink out of the proper glass. Oh, see, that's I have some standards for that. Like those one time we were doing a uh, during the must, must have been during the French. We were obviously all coked off our fucking heads, and we came back here and we had red wine. And Kai was just like. Let me get glasses on my, and I was like, I'm washing the wine glasses. He's like, just any glass. I'm like, we're not, yeah. uh, not for wine. We're not doing just any, like a fucking mug no. or a, or a, or a whiskey glass. No, no, no. But I will accept, you know, like if you're having a vodka Coke, you can have that in a mug because. I don't know. No? No. Even yesterday. And I was really impressed because Natalie instinctively did it. Because we, we had, we started with a Prosecco and you've got beautiful Prosecco glasses. Yeah, it's quite, you've only got two as well. I think, I think, that, I think that was a wedding gift wedding from well, us. Well, they, they yeah. felt wedding-y. Uh, I, I, could, I, I thought that, I thought these are posh, I'm going to buy these and marry myself. Either uh, that or I've just taken credit for somebody else. I have no idea what we got you for the wedding. Cara will tell me. I think you might have got us the big wine glasses that we took around the woods yesterday. Oh. We took, we took, oh. We took them into the wild. Yeah. You know how when your kids used to just drink in the street but it would be like a bag of cans or MD2020? <laughs> no, you and I had very different childhoods. I know, you never... <laughs> I, I, took, I, took, I did. I, no, I had a very similar childhood to you. I, took, I remember wearing a long um, Echo and a Bunnyman uh, uh, kind of Mac like they wore like long bl- coats okay. and I tried to sneak all my beers or as you would say beer how you say it again beers 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 um, my beers um, <laughs> <laughs> why does that sound like a, like that's my girlfriend she's my beer I don't know why <laughs> sounds cool but anyway um, I my tried be- to sneak my beers, beers in uh, th- like three in one pocket three in the other pocket in my long coat yeah, and the into the cinema to see. I think it was Superman, just like a Jakey Matrix, like a Jakey Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, yeah, exactly like that. And like then a trench coat, like you were selling them. Like, <laughs> you want a beer? You want to buy this, a beer? Yeah, and this guy was like, "You've got six beers in that coat, haven't you?" I was like, "Oh my god, you're like some genius!" And he's like. Put them in that bush outside, and I bet you when you come out after Superman, they'll, they'll still be there. Yeah. And he's bright, I don't think so. And I put them in, I put them in a, put them in a bush. Came uh, out, and they were still there. Nature's fridge. Nature's <laughs> fridge. But yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. I, my childhood was more like yours. I would, mm. I would well sneak about with beers in yeah. a coat. Uh, but to drink in the street, though. Mm-hmm. Well, no, street, we, we'd go over the pity. We, we'd go to a park. Oh, oh, don't say the most Geordie sentence again. We used to drink my cans over the pity. <laughs> it's pity. not. You weren't raised in the 30s. What, you Why are you drinking near a coal mine? Yeah. Get over it. It's the Bella Heap. <laughs> Bella, Bella is short for Isabella. That's not. What I mean, someone did drink Bella on uh, the Bella Heap. Right. I don't even know what Bella is. Like I'm impressed you know what pity was. I didn't know what pity was. So that's pity. Okay. It's when they like dig the land and then just leave the like the mound of earth where they've excavated. Yeah. In Newcastle, yeah. that's where they make hills. Yeah, it did make you sound like stick of the dump. I like, <laughs> like you know, we used to. What did you say? We used to drink. Things in the pit heap. I was, I was actually chatting to uh, Natalie about the because there's this caged bridge, right, going over the railway line. Mm-hmm. And it used to just be this, uh, like, like you would just walk along the outside of it. But it, it didn't feel that dangerous because you could get your fingers through the cage bit. Oh, so you'd actually climb on the outside? On the outside of the bridge and go around it. And it was the train tracks. And I just remember one of the older kids just fucking, like, on it, like, doing it. And then the the, th- the train went by full of coal. <gasps> was it above the railway line? And he yeah. was above the railway line. It goes by so slow that, like, oh, jump on one of them, jump on one of the characters. And he fucking did. And he jumped and he just disappeared off into the oh distance. God, did not. <laughs> and just fucked off towards the park. Towards Blythe Power Station, around <laughs> the coal. That is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. This is a big leg fucking time. That's like one of the, when people say, if, if somebody said jump, would you would you do it? And, and the person did, and he did. Right. I did. He was on the way. He was like, what do I do now? We're like, 
<laughs> like, Hi. Just this real coal-covered conductor coming down. That He's never had to take a ticket in his life. <laughs> Hold on. That reminds me, for some reason, that reminds me of the time I was in Cooper, waiting for my friend who worked in Cooper, and it was a beautiful day, and I, there was a beautiful railway bridge, and I stood on the railway bridge. I was sitting on the railway bridge, just going... Oh, life's good. This is a nice day. My friend's going to be here in 15 minutes. I'll just have a lovely moment now. Just contemplating how nice life was. And somebody phoned the police and said they thought I was about to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> somebody phoned the police and the, and, and the police came up to me and said, uh, excuse me, are you going to top yourself? <laughs> and I said, what's this? Your skillful way of talking me down. No. But, but thank you for correctly assuming I'm a top. Yes. <laughs> are you a top yourself? They said, <laughs> And I go, it's none of your business, handsome officer. <laughs> no, he said, are you going to talk yourself? And you've, I thought, got to, you've got to hit your bottom before you yeah, talk yourself. Yeah, and I was, I was just thinking, like, you know, if somebody was going to do that, that wouldn't be a good, that's not a very helpful sentence. Yeah. So he said, are you going to talk yourself? As if they're going to go, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I said, no, why did you think that? And he went, a woman just phoned and right. said, you look like you're about to jump off the bridge. I said, this is not my jump off the bridge face. Yeah, this, this is. is. This is my, my life is good face. Excuse and me, are you are you going to neck yourself? <laughs> Sorry, just the neighbours say, you've got the neck yourself. Look about you. Is neck that, yourself. So, sorry, do I need to hit you with my baton so you yeah. didn't fucking die? And, and so... Um, he took my word for it. I mean, if I was suicidal, I mean, you wouldn't have known. I mean, because he just walked away. Just, uh, just I said, checked. He, I said, he said he was me. He said he, and then he exactly. jumped. He what more do you want me to do, Steve? I asked the gun if he was going to tap himself. He said, no. I fucked off. Next thing I know, my back's covered in jam and you're yelling in my oh face. Oh, my God. Uh, his, his, anyway. la his last words were, psych, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but what made me laugh was, he said, okay, then walked away and then... I had to find the woman, didn't I? I was, like, I was like, where is she? And then I saw this curtain twitching. So she was like that. She was holding the curtain. And then I started going like that. <laughs> Which is terrible. It was just because I thought I thought she was being a bit dramatic because she just saw someone sitting on a wheelchair. I want you to watch, bitch. <laughs> you, you, should, you should have phoned the police on her house saying that you, like, you saw her just like carrying some rope in and she oh stood on a God. chair at the minute. And, oh, like, my God. Just keep, just keep phoning the Will you two stop this cycle on yeah. this arms race? <laughs> <laughs> but it was the irony of, of somebody thinking you were doing something so awful in a moment that was so lovely. Yeah, yeah. It was so ironic. Uh, it was the yeah. opposite of what I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking life was lovely on that railway bridge. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that your little story of a child jumping onto a, a coal on a right on a train. Uh, did you ever get him back, or is he just Mate, like part of? He wasn't one of my mates. He was just one of the like other lads. Or did he just get turned into electricity, like fucking Stranger <laughs> yeah. Things? He was, he, the only way he's he never was, been seen since. There <laughs> <laughs> was just heaps of power. I don't know what happened. Man, turns out Steve was filled yeah. with energy. That's why he was yeah. so excited to that jump was the on thing the train. About Steve, he could always feel the fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a Geordie origin story that he got filled with energy from coal. <laughs> A Georgie origin story is a Georgian story. Aye. Oh, well, so this is the bit we were doing before the uh, podcast. You, obviously, as our listeners uh, will know, have a, have a silly accent. And uh, um, what was the question you wanted to ask him with the name of the band? Oh, yes. I'm going to make you say things in my favourite Geordie vowel by asking you questions like, who um, are that band where the guy is the lead actor 
the gay guy in It's a Sin. What's that band called? Is the band called Yes and Yes? Yes and what? Yes. Yes, I <laughs> love it. What's the name of that fucking sitcom? They all uh, they all drink in a pub. It's in America. Oh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. I love it. Honestly, I, uh, I love yes. this quiz. Cheers. Yeah. Um, what's the name of that band that sang, Everybody Wants to Rule the oh, is, World? Is it how we open the podcast? Is it Tears for Fears? I think it might be Tears. <laughs> that is my favourite vowel. That's going to be yeah. get my definitely be my my getting. Yesterday when you were doing that, tiny and wheel, tiny and wheel, and every time, I, every time, every time I heard even even your other Geordie yeah. friends like I I was overhearing this thinking that's my favourite. So I didn't know one could have a favourite Geordie vowel, but that's my favourite Geordie vowel. You should have seen how happy his, his little face was mm-hmm. when uh, Marie yeah. to Mrs. Went uh, when I didn't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> I, did. I, was, yeah. I was like a little dog. I was like, oh, oh she's found another one. What What would you call a, um, what would you call expensive venison? Expensive venison? Yeah. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this game a lot. Oh, what, what would you call the very famous musical, um, Written by Abba. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is what the podcast yes. is now. A little bit. I'm yeah. a fucking jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, we, we were talking uh, about uh, the. I, I don't think it's it's it, it's not OCD, but it's one of those things which people would ignorantly say that's OCD of you wanting drinks to be in the correct glasses. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just thought it was nice yeah. when we went from Prosecco to wine and I thought maybe Natalie's going to suggest putting the wine in the Prosecco glass. And I was thinking... Oh, I, I, I could cope. Aye, but, but would you put I'd on a brave face? Not. Yeah, And she said... Um, can you? I'll get you a glass. And I was like, oh. So she went. I can't serve you. I can't serve you wine in a prosecco glass. I went. Oh, you're cut from the yeah. same cloth, <laughs> and vice versa. You. Do, I then, wouldn't have wine in a. I wouldn't. So, yeah. So then we went to walk around the woods, and there uh, I was like, so decant these into plastic glass. And Natalie was like, now nah, we're wagging around with these. Oh, yeah. like we're fucking grown up. It man. felt like the classiest kind of, thing I've done all year. We're gonna bring we them took back. three wine glasses into a forest, <laughs> and local people were like. They've got a better life than us. Oh, we're bumping into people like because it's like, like quite like just retired folk. Wasn't they were it? really they were, lovely. Yeah, like, like everyone was like pension age. Yeah, that were chatting. They would give each of them like all of what time. Just oh, it was yeah. really lovely. And the, it so, was really so nice. you so you were all steaming. Well, <laughs> you, you left. You saw the state of me when you left. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't get better after that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't just make a quick recovery after. Was you it like Oslos is gone? Somebody get me a coffee and a water. <laughs> it was amazing though because it was. like it felt like a luxury, but it was just a little thing. It was just yeah. having a glass outdoors because you don't know if you're I allowed walk, to do that. Walking the dog. Aye. And, uh, just, but it, other people were actually... They were like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to bring a glass out. That's I a lovely eat. idea. And it felt like a luxury. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, well, first of all, walking around with wine glasses, the only time I can ever think you'd ever do that is a, either one, a shit industry party or an art gallery. But I guess if you do live in a... Lovely area, oh, and, just, and also like when people say don't drink in the streets, they don't mean yeah. that. I don't <laughs> like, yeah. like that's not who the police are stamping well, down on. Yeah. It's this, a bunch of people drinking fucking pims and cava. I didn't find out till lockdown that you are legally allowed to drink in the street in Edinburgh, and you're not in Glasgow. 
Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Because of the fr- uh, the Fringe Festival rules have to apply all year. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. And also Edinburgh's just, I mean, no offence to you, so we, I mean, I'm not even Edinburgh, but I live here, so I feel I have to defend it. Glasgow's funner than Edinburgh, uh-huh. but... Edinburgh's safer. Right. Edinburgh's nicer than camera and They're you know. They're going to take that hey, you, and rinse it. Uh, when you're, when you're, talk, when you're <laughs> talking about Glasgow, you can say any city and go, it's safer than Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, that I. Because <laughs> even though they are improving things, they're improving it from like being the worst in Europe. So it's getting better, but until it's... I um, uh, Yeah, I started having... Well, I started chatting to my neighbours. I don't think my neighbours have ever chatted to each other uh-huh. until uh, during lockdown. Well, just nobody really... Everyone's in flats, so everyone, nobody really sees each other. And that whole nurse, giving the nurses the NHS the flat, um, meant that we all started chatting. It was really nice, actually. But then we started... It started off with chatting, clapping on a Thursday. Yeah. And then a man brought a bagpipe, and he said that the bagpipe society phoned him and said, can you start playing the bagpipes on a Thursday when they do the clap? Yeah. Because... Anyone, we're just asking anyone who can play the bagpipes because he started coming out into the street every Thursday. I started getting really looking forward, looking forward to these Thursdays, oh, and then, um, and then we started going, Should we bring gin next week? I'm just going, Yeah, and this is how we started drinking the street. Then, me and my other neighbors, who I don't know very well, but I do now, I, I started bringing fold away chairs. Fold away chairs, gin, tonic. We were at the top of the street, sat outside their house because they get the sun after you're seven. You were having a block party? Yeah. And then we, like cats, we just followed the sun till nine o'clock along the street. <laughs> and I thought, this is, a, this is a really simple gift in life. Sitting in a fold away chair, in, which normally outside of COVID, you would have felt like a dick. Yeah. You would have felt like, why am I sitting in the street in a fold away chair? Like, and I, I would fully um, recommend that everyone does that. See, I, that's I, why I liked yesterday so much, because it felt like that. I, I, we feel like we really missed the chance to, like, if we were good neighbours at the start of COVID, we would have started going around to our neighbours and just because I th- they're a bit older. I don't know, they're not ancient, but they're definitely over 65. Uh, and they're nice. We've met them before. We definitely should have gone around and been like, hey, is there anything we can get you when we're at the shops? And uh, and we didn't. And mm. and and then just, you know, and then you're only, it doesn't make you a shit neighbour, but it just makes you a neutral neighbour. But the longer you leave it, it just feels like you gradually get worse over time. And it's too late to go now. It's, yeah, I, like I couldn't, I don't know how friendly we'd be allowed to be with it. I don't know if they're whole harbouring bitterness funny, in there. Do you want something from Waitrose? And they went, yeah, I did eight months ago. Aye, <laughs> back when my husband was alive. Thank you very much, you <laughs> Bastard. Oh, they oh. were lovely yesterday, though, weren't they? Those people we bumped into. Mm-hmm. And the, that man, he was dressed beautifully. Uh, I was yeah. complimenting him on his whole life. <laughs> he was like the Greeners Guild. <laughs> I was. Guild. I was just like, can I just compliment you? I said, how you've found that shade of trouser for that shirt is beyond me. That's skilled. <laughs> um, he looked amazing. He was dressed beautifully. He was class, just out for his walk. Did he take the compliment well, or did was he? he? No, he did. Aye. And he, he, had a, he had a wonderful, earnest moustache. Uh, Explain further. Because um, normally, I like these days, a moustache is ironic. Oh, okay. Like someone's day in November. You know what I mean? Mm. You know how like your granddad has an earnest moustache. Oh, Eric. Yes, Eric has like an earnest moustache. It's deliberate. There's yeah. no irony. Yeah. He had fantastic hair. I had what I call he hair envy. Oh. I did. He had really beautiful white hair. Aye. Really, wasn't it a great head of hair? Like, that's the hair you want. Didn't you like. used to pretty much have an afro? Didn't you have hair? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean... You, you were pulling up photos yesterday I know, of your I hair. Know. You, man, you had sexual bob hair. I did, I really did. Um, I, yeah, it wasn't quite afro, but yeah, naturally really, really tight curly hair. Yeah. And 
uh, it was always receding though. So the problem with the receding hairline is no matter how much hair you've got, still it's a bit shit. Aye. And it was curly. And I, I just looked, I had an enormous head. And uh, <laughs> I remember telling somebody yesterday, I remember somebody gave me the worst advice ever on the gay scene because I had long hair. Yeah. And then, no, sorry, that's what I'd, I'd, I'd curly hair and I knew it was receding. So I grew it as long as you could grow it. So I grew it down to there because I knew it was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is the one chance you, you, to grow Yeah, it's one last final hurrah. Just one yeah. song. Yeah, break and up then, sex. But break up some, sex with your head. Yeah, and I, um, uh, and I had just discovered I was gay with the worst look for a gay. Yeah. And, and somebody said to me, Oh, I, 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 being gay is really easy. All you do is you go into a, a gay club and you stand by yourself, and eventually somebody talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I realised it was because of my hair. In fact, I remember. I remember. What a horrible thing! Because is that true? Edit. That's not that true. Is true. Oh, it is true. No, I stood by myself with this. Full no, no, head no, no. But is the rule true? Now, if you were to just stand in a gay bar by yourself, somebody would eventually. Yeah, somebody probably would talk to you. Actually. Right. Okay. But just because if that's not true, he's a dick. What a great way to give oh, a new yeah. blossoming well, gay me, anxiety. Being like, know, just stand still, and someone will fuck you. And then I still know that guy, and he always it. says to me, "Could you stop telling people I give you that bad advice?" <laughs> and can, can I make can I make the story a little bit sadder? Oh my god. Um, it, it was. It was me. No, no. It, 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 it was. It was before smartphones, so he had nothing to do. Oh yes, <laughs> he was stood there with nothing to do. It's true, and I love music. I just sat there, not moving. <laughs> I stood there actually not moving. But what was interesting, you just reminded me of another thing as well. Um, so uh, to kind of uh, uh, make up for the hair, I started wearing a hat. So I would like put the hair in a ponytail and wear a hat. And then this guy came up to me and said, excuse me, do you mind if you take your hat off? Like in a gay bar. And I said, why? And he went, well, I was just having a bit of a debate with my friend. And I said, okay. And I didn't even answer him. So I took the hat off and he went, yeah, I win. I said, why do it? We were just saying you're only handsome from there down. <laughs> he said, the minute you take your hat off, like you really lose it. And I was like, oh my God. And then I got bored. I thought, well, I'm just going to have to live with this now. I've, I wore hats for years. Oh, boys the are damage so cruel. that did. Oh, my God. cruel thing to say. But anyway, I'm, no, as soon as I cut my hair off, everything was fine. I yeah. stood by myself and people talked. Well, I, so because I think I didn't, my look didn't blend in. It was a bit of a me, it was a bit of a goth. I also respect anyone because Colin's done the same thing, which is just like, you know what? I, I, I don't know what it's like to lose hair, but Colin just went, this is over. Right, it's not mm. finished there, but I'm making the executive decision to, you can't fire me, yeah. I fucking quit. And, and by the way, you know when loads of people who are bald say, oh God, I really wish I had hair. I don't because my hair did not make me look better. No. Uh, so I think I look, as soon as I got used to it, because you don't know if you've got a good head. Aye. Until the day you Aye. shave it off. Um, and then when I shaved it off, I thought, actually, I think this looks better. So you I'm do, actually you do glad. A, right, you have a good head for Do bald. I give good hair? Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so You've got a decent Swede. you got a decent Swede. Is a Swede like a... Head. Aye. <laughs> like you call it a Swede? Like, a, like an actual... Swede, oh, yeah. Like he, a turnip? He, like Swede. a giant... Oh, that's really funny. I thought you meant like a giant turnip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that way, that's what we're doing. It's like, it's not even Cockney Raymond slang, because it's a lot more direct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, anyway, so I shaved it off and yeah, I was so, so yeah, don't really go, or, no, I would say I wish I had hair, if the hair, if I had brilliant hair. Uh, what, what would be, like, in your, like, fantasy world? Oh, fantasy world? hair? Yeah, uh, yeah. I tell you, it's really easy, I can do it through mime. Okay. Basically. <laughs> for all our listeners. This is great for the listeners. But basically, hey, oh, this forces people oh, to yeah. start watching them. Oh, I forgot that, yeah. Um, okay, I'll explain it. Like no, 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 cameras are on. This forces okay. people to move well, to the video. Well, basically, I want that hair 
and that you put your fingers through yeah. and it all falls into place. Like David Sylvian from Japan, who had this beautiful head of hair and he had this big blonde fringe and it was that kind of hair you put through it and it just fell back again. That's the hair I desperately mm. wanted my whole life. I have no idea. I'm assuming that was a movie you referenced there. No, no, no. Mm. Japan is the group that sings The Ghost of My Life you Goes Wilder Than What was his name? David Sylvian. He was so cool. Okay. He was so cool. His hair was everything. Yeah. And he had, and I, even I at school with my curly hair, listen to this. This is a great story. I'm so glad we're on a podcast where I thought of this. Um, <laughs> as a young man with curly hair all my life that's him look how cool he is he looks great oh yeah well, he, he looks like that Dang. fucking tennis commentator what's her name sue barker <laughs> <laughs> no, it was kind of a like duran duran kind of face so yeah. that kind of new romantic look um i this was the most exciting thing that ever happened to me in my childhood i had curly hair all my life and one day I was leaning against radiators because radiators are a given in East Kilbride. They were of course. invented there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had my hair like this. I put my hair like this and then I leaned on the radiator while I was watching whatever, this TV programme. Yeah. And then I, my hair was straight. And I'm like, what happened? I've always, I've always wanted straight hair in my life. What happened? It was the world's largest straightening iron. <laughs> so basically, and that was before straightening irons were, uh, were around. Yeah. So I... I then, so this is not a joke. Oh, I then, before oh, I went out anywhere. Bring up who invented the straighteners, first of all. <laughs> just so, because I know what claim's about to come up here. Oh, yeah, it was me. No, no. 1909. <laughs> the audacity. A gay man saying he invented the straightener. With, with a giant, he's going to bald man. But I mean, I, all I'm saying is, I use the, those radiators to straighten him. And so once I realised that, I would get ready to go out and my hair was kind of cut short here, right? Yeah. But it had like long curly hair and I would get all the curls. So I knew if you, I, I was a hairdresser, so I knew if you combed it while it was wet, you could make it feel a little bit straight. Uh -huh. And then when it, just before it was dry, every, I mean, I, I, I'm trying not to get up. Every night before I went out, I would basically lean. And the whole family was standing and I was just like, I'll be, I'll be 10 minutes. <laughs> And I would basically go through every second. You got a book. On, like, on the radiator, and then stand up and just go, David Sylvia. I mean, no, no, you've, you've just had the other point. This is also a time when phones didn't exist. So it's not like he's sitting there scrolling the internet. He's just sad, like a goat that's in a fight that it's not winning. Just it turns out, oh, listen, that didn't stop me talking. I go, how is everyone? <laughs> Can somebody, can somebody bring me in a drink with a big straw, please? Just leave it on the ground. Uh, no, device, no device. That's how everyone knew it was gay. I just sat with my arse in the air and chatted. <laughs> the only surprise is that you were a top. So I just basically, yeah. So, I mean, this was normal to me because the result was so yeah. worth it. And it must have been like the, 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 the like a straightening iron. It yeah. basically worked. And do you, that was do you reckon the first George Foreman Grill does it, you know? Oh, I, I, well, George I think Foreman if you're longer, you could, you could probably <laughs> test that thing. <laughs> no, George Foreman Grill, but that'd be more of a crimp. Crimp, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that be oh, you've been grilled. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm a good girl, I am. Um, I remember um, getting, anyway, I bought crimpers, and they, they I thought they came before straightening irons, um, but they came before cool straightening irons. Right, aye. And crimpers were the first... That you could kind of pull your hair, your curly hair, and make it straight. Yeah. So I, David Sylvian, the hell out of that. And at school, I would go, I mean, that's how gay I was. 
In the morning, I would have one hairstyle, go home at lunchtime, have lunch, and come back with a different <laughs> hairstyle. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm, that's not a joke. <laughs> Daddy, that's not a joke. You, you did costume change did. in East School Pride. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and I bleached the front of my hair because David Serving had bleached in the front of his hair. And basically, I would go in the morning with curly hair, and then I would go home in the afternoon, crimp it like that, get rid of that, and then go back in the afternoon. And I was like, what? Man, man I, I would just be like, don't point it out. Don't, mate, whatever you do, don't point and it out. It's what he wants. It's what he wants. The funny thing is, the funny thing is um, in, in my show this year, I, I, the, the, I've never really had a theme, but this is the closest I've ever had to one. The theme is, I didn't think anyone knew I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's basically me going in through. In working class, East yeah, Price. Yeah. And I'm going through all the, basically it's just a list of all the obvious signs. Yeah. And that would have been one of them. Not many uh, people were changing their hair at lunchtime. <laughs> Not at all. No, and I, and then sometimes, but for me, maybe it was because it was curly. Yeah. So it was such a change, and it was so exciting after years of not having straight yeah. hair. I suddenly could have. And how were the teachers? Were there any comments about this? Yes, with the there te- was once. Um, I think one teacher, because then I went back home and make it really high, like I was up to there, and then they tried to stop <laughs> me doing that. Like they were just like. You can't have your hair like that, it's gone. And I think I said something really immature, like, you're just jealous because I've got hair. Because like, <laughs> it was a body teacher. Aye, aye, aye. But no, they didn't. You jinxed yourself there. Yeah, didn't yeah. You? But they didn't really give me. Int- he was kind of loosely saying, you know, it's a bit much for school. And I aye. said, I think it's fun. And he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't strict about it. Like, well, well good. That. So that's, uh, yeah, good teacher just being like, just a heads up, this might get you some unwanted attention. And you were like, don't care. And he's like, all right, well, I did my job. Yeah. Like, I, I tried. I was, I was like, wait, John, it's better to be a goth than gay. No, but I, in a way, I think it diverted attention because oh. I think that is a, actually a very good point that you've just raised there. That it's better to be. Oh wait, you said it's better I, to be goth and gay because I. Well, I would, no, because when I was younger, I think I just you know I wasn't ready to come out. Right. Yeah. There's not that there's anything wrong with being gay. It's lovely. Yes. I and didn't you, know it was going to be lovely. Did you also but, feel like you didn't have the need to come out because everybody knew? Well, I don't think he was knew it? everyone knew. Well, was I, that there? I think if you asked them all, they'd all say, oh my God, we knew. Like, yeah, they yeah. would all say they knew. Because it would be like trying to hide your shock after, like, you know what you're getting for Christmas, but, like, yeah. you're still... In my, in my head, I, I, I was... I was, I was oh, yeah, but I also, I also think it's important, one thing, and this is one thing I've learned from gay friends of mine who have come out, which is, uh, apparently, like, if you go, I'm gay, and everyone goes, we know, that's not a class feeling, because it's like you... Mm, this yeah. is like, you've we'll arrived... We'll be talking about you behind your back. No, not, not even in that sense, but, like, to, to come to any form of certainty of your, you know, your sexuality or your, your gender, any sort of thing in your personal journey, even though other people arrive at the conclusion before you, like, it was still a journey for you to get there, and it's yeah. just very... It's very sort of underwhelming and unsupportive for you to finally have the courage yeah, to say something. Yeah, because it's a huge moment. Yeah. It's a huge moment. And weirdly, when you say it out loud, it's the first time you've really, really told yourself as well. Right. Yeah. That, that's huge. That, that was, I remember thinking, if I don't say it, yeah. then it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I felt like if I, it, was a, it was a big moment when Who I Who was the first it. person you told? Uh, my friend Julie. I'm still yeah. friends with her now. I used to almost tell her. Because I used to go to Strathclyde Uni. This is a really weird story, but I used to go to Strathclyde Uni, which was quite cool, gothy with all my gothy pals. And I would leave early when I was drunk to stand and watch people come out of gay bars because I couldn't believe they had the nerve. I couldn't believe they had the guts. Oh, really? You saw them as inspiration. I was drunk and I would stand and go, oh my God, they've actually told people. Like, I couldn't do that. So that was really like, you know, like a young guy who wasn't confident about coming out. Just standing at a gay bar with your... 
trench coat on with your booze <laughs> in the pockets. <laughs> but you know, like, I'd, like it sounds really creepy, doesn't it? I didn't really mean to sound like that. I basically, it was more that they were helping me build up the confidence because yes. I had to see people I could, who were co- who were confident about it. So I saw them leave. It was like, it was basically we were all waiting for the bus in George Square to go back to East Kilbride. So it was me killing time and I'd left a bit early because mm. I was drunk. And it was like the drunken part of me knew that I was going to turn out gay. But are you drunk at school here? No, not at school. This right. was a bit later oh, on. Oh, right. So, sorry, when you said that, you just mean your time in... Yeah, so I'd, yeah, in East Kilbride. So, um, so I would kind of go... I would leave a bit early and go, God, they've all told people they're gay. And I was like, that's amazing. And I was like, well, maybe I could do that one day. But I had to see them yeah. kind of doing it. And it was like they were real. If I could see them, they were real. And then the gradually... I would, in Strathclyde Junior, I would start to say, to suggest to my friend Julie that I had something to tell her one day. Okay. And yeah. then I would, I would start let, to let tell her and then out. make up a lie about something else. So that, because yeah. I, it was like, what day you're like, could, I, you can't go back. So I thought, if I tell her, that's it. Yeah, then it's, it's official. Yeah. And then I got too frightened of that. Went, oh, not really. Yeah, and then final. one day so I. So you'd say, I'd be like, Julie, because I wanted to tell you, I've felt this. Way for ages, I've finally got the confidence to tell you. And you look up, and she's making eye contact with you, good sport friend. And you're just checking out, and you're like, "I'm, I'm celiac." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I guess today's not the day." Then, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, ju- Julie, Julie I've just been sitting on this for a while, but I like the coffee revels. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the guts to tell you this. I'm Spanish. See, see, see. <laughs> oh, I see now. Um, but yeah, so I've never had the guts to tell you this, Julie. But um, you're gay. I'm getting closer every time. Yeah, exactly. Oh God! Right, today's the day. I think I might be straight. <laughs> That's and then she's shocked. What? what? And yeah, it was really interesting because she was very attractive. Yeah. So a lot of uh, for a wee while people thought she was my girlfriend and that got people off the scent a little bit. And was that good? Like, was that like a nice disguise? It was disguise? good because it made me feel a little bit calm, like it was less pressure yeah. to, to come out. Um, just, okay, and I'm glad you did that in your journey. Very I'm very glad you did that in your girlfriend. journey. But can I just say on behalf of all the straight men that existed back then, fuck you for taking the hot girl off us. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm with we you We were all sat there being like, no, she's, oh, and she's, you'll laugh she's with, she, she's with you'll that guy. My other decoy was... People said, <laughs> when I told people I was gay, they went, oh, I was so surprised because you, you really, really fancy that Madonna. That's <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the, that's the gay, that's the big gay sign. <laughs> so, fancy and Madonna. Uh, oh, yeah, he's dead. Have you heard the way he talks about Madonna? He's definitely not <laughs> gay. He's obsessed. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, but yeah, so people thought uh, that I found him. And then my friend, Gillian, uh, said to me, the funniest thing about you coming out was, she said, I always thought you were so chaste and I really admired you for how unsexual you were because you, you were so respectful of women and you never talked about them the way that men did. <laughs> you weren't interested sexually. And she said, and then you turned gay and you thought, oh God, no, he's not non-sexual at all. So it was quite interesting you know, that she saw that as chaste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when, when you come out to Julie, had you, had you already done gay things yet? No. So, so there was no, there was I no had. disguise out there who knew you were gay, and yeah. it was just the people in your community. I don't think that I didn't did. Know. Yeah, I don't so, think I had done. So, like, literally, nobody knew. Yeah, I think I was. Again, that was the other thing. Was yeah. it's not just once you see it, once you do it. Aye. You, you, you're more like that. You can't go back then, can Aye. you? So I think no, I don't think I had done anything. Oh, that would have been so funny if you just uh, come out to your mate and all that. <laughs> and Shag the guy just went. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I got that way wrong. Oh my Julie, God. Julie, come back. 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 Julie, come you know, when I say, I, I think I'm good, her reaction should have been, have you tested it? Yeah, yeah, have you tested it? Have you where's tested your, yourself? Where's your poof? Where's your poof? Where's your poof? <laughs> well, that's Freudian. Freudian. That's Freud. Where's your poof? I want, I want full poof. Uh, <laughs> I think you can find out if you're gay on a dry run. Like if, a, you, if you watch gay porn and like it, I reckon it's like yeah. you don't need actually. You know it. if you fancy. Yeah. Uh, I think so, own. but I've also I, I every every well when I was back when I was uh, single every two or three years I would get drunk and kiss a bloke and just go let's just check. Let's just really? get feelings come up, they come out, and each time it's happened a bit. Well, most of the time it's been like on stage, like d- drunk. Uh, every year, every year at the same time, I'm the I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> what day will we be? Then he just walks past us. Is that you make me think that, that you know? I'd, I could just not go for years and just gone, just testing, just checking, just just yeah. checking. And it's not your fault, like, you know, Tom Ballard and got really though. drunk at the drunk cast, got chatted on by an audience, obviously, ended up pulling them. He's a good kisser, it's not for me. Yeah. No. I, ki- I kissed Elliot Steele once because uh, two two lesbian girls said that they would kiss. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you an American pie? <laughs> <If> we did. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we kissed, and then they laughed and didn't. <laughs> Yeah. God no, bless no, those women. No, no, Daniel, I'm not an American pie. I'm in the real world, and it sucks way harder than teen movies. Uh, maybe and, and when I say teen movies, I was in my 30s. <laughs> he was a teenager. Um, Craig, can I ask you uh, about you your... music testing music changed when you came out? <laughs> well, you've already told us you were obsessed with Madonna, so I'm going to... Yeah, well, I, I remember having was... this moment where I was wearing that long coat. That was a big coat. And I was... Uh, I, I, this was the real moment I came out, actually. Uh, I was in Crystals. Do you know how um, small towns always have very highfalutin names for their nightclubs? Uh-huh, yes. So, you know, we had a place in East Quebec called Downtown Miami. I mean, what? It's, yeah, yeah. It's in, called in Downtown what, Miami. Well, Nothing like downtown Miami one would imagine but anyway I was in Crystals I was wearing my long coat and they were playing Bring on the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunnymen and I was doing my Echo and the Bunnymen dance with my long straightened fringe on a radiator (laughs) and I was just like dancing about just going oh god I just love being so tentative and then they played I heard and you could dance it was Madonna and I was like oh my god I really like her as well and I was walking off the dance floor and I was like I can't dance to this. I can't. I can't be seen. And then your hand like just starts going. Like, it took over me. Yeah. Stop it. it was like, it was like I, I was walking off dancing to the bunny men going, I can't do the bunny men and Madonna. You're either one or the other, Craig. And then this gay guy went, You're gay. And I ran back and went, And you can dance. <laughs> I was doing all the moves from the video and, and it was like everyone went, oh, He's always been gay. You can tell by your dancing. Poppers start going dub slag everywhere. You've just reminded me of um, it's amazing what you divulge in a podcast. You've just reminded me when you go to Singapore and you do that gig in Singapore. Oh, yeah. And there's a place called the four, I think they actually call it the Four Floors of Horror. The Four Floors of Horrors. And they took me there because I wanted to see what your life is like. Uh, hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's life. Let's fucking. I was in there in a smoking jacket. <laughs> yeah, and I remember. Craig, what brings you to Singapore? <laughs> 
I didn't know you were going to be here. Oh, I meant is, all the all the comedians were going there. And Do you want a beer or a queer? We've got yeah. them all. A queer or a beer? Um, and, or, um, or a hua? Or a shea? Or a hea shea? Anyway, anyway, so we were going, we were going there. And uh, the comedians were going, and I thought, well, I want to see what it's like. And the four floors thing was uh, intriguing to me. So it was like a different level of um, whoredom, if, if that's mm, what you yeah. call it. And uh, th- downstairs was like the trainees. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, not what, that's not what they call them. That's not the work experience. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't trainees. It was. <laughs> no, there was. No, listen, they were. Listen, they were. Remove the eye. Trainees. Tennis? That's an R. Are you? Oh my God! It's a tinny. I removed the R. Is that not a tinny? Is that not an Australian beer? Was, uh, a tinny. It was low hanging fruit. Uh, I missed it somehow. Low hanging fruit just hit us in the face. But where? Anyway, I remember uh, going to this place and the trainees. There was a bar. No, the, no, the where? Mm. No, the where? Oh my God! He just got it. He's just. <laughs> you Daniel. <laughs> That's a slur. I didn't say it. It was. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain this joke. It's horrible. All right, don't say it. I, I, I want to live in my Once naivety. Okay. I want to live in my naivety. It's how, so. it, it's how in Australia would say a slur. A bunch of trainees. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm sorry. It was meant to be like a slipped in joke. Just Can someone phone the man who invented editing and thank him? Because this hat will be cut, 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 cut. Anyway, so. Don't say Ironically. Don't say what you're thinking. I knew you were thinking that. I knew you were thinking that. That's awful. Stop. We're, we're better than Chappelle. We're better than Gervais. Not a comedy, but just you as people. You are terrible, Muriel. So. Uh, yes, we went on the first floor, and the first floor had a bar, and I, and the girls on the bar dancing were trainees. So the ones who were talking to me were saying, they were saying, oh, these girls are just starting off, so they were build up the confidence by kind of dancing. And I said, oh, this is quite intriguing. Of course, I was so gay, I, I did... I, some of the guys were like, oh, God. You just saw you in an empty room. The girls, <laughs> the, girls, the guys thought the girls were really hot, and all I could think was, that's not even what Beyonce does in the video. Like, like that's all I could think was, that's like, that's cl- I, I need to re-choreograph this. Like, yeah. And really, also, what is she wearing? Yeah. Beyonce would not be caught dead yeah. in any of that. Anyway, apparently I look um, like a Glaswegian heterosexual because a girl comes up to me and, she's, and she says, um, do you want to play pool? And I was like, oh, my God, um, I don't know what to do now. Cause, and I said, because I quite fancy playing pool. So I said, yes. And she said, okay. And then it was all leaning over, playing pool. Like, I thought, oh no, she thinks, she thinks I'm, yeah. I'm interested. And I was going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when to, when to say, oh, I've got myself in a situation. And uh, she kept on like playing pool, really you suggestively. Kept, you just kept potting the brown. Yeah, she kept <laughs> <laughs> and what, you're losing a lot of points. A horrible expression. <laughs> and it's well, yes, I'm not even going to say more. Anyway, so she would do that. That's real. Yeah, yeah, you're on the pink, just going. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you get it yet? <laughs> I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Would I help if I put two of them in my mouth? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I was doing all this, and then they played Madonna. Madonna seems to have saved me or outed me every time Aye. they played Madonna. And I, the girls, I, I, the girls said, 
Do you want to dance? And as soon as I danced, she went, oh, are you gay? As soon as she saw me dancing. <laughs> and apparently that was how like I It just showed she the pool cue. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Madonna um, has outed me accidentally. Yeah. Do you, because you were talking about, that was when we were in Singapore together. Yeah. One of the first international gigs I'd ever done was with you in uh, Singapore, where we also went to Bali and Kuala Lumpur and Jakarta. Yeah. People don't know this, but I was told to look after Daniel. Remember uh-huh. when you, I don't know what age you were. I was about, I was about <laughs> 19. Yeah, and I was like, so his, le- his leash was just tied to a fire hydrant outside of four floors of horse. And Chris looked after Daniel. Look after Daniel. Do you know, he's, he's, he's quite, and I was like, I think he's yeah. perfectly capable of looking after himself until I saw his shorts. And he, and he was using swimwear as daywear. And I was I was like, this is Sydney, Australia. <laughs> that was. You cannot walk down the street in swim shorts. Like, Craig goes, like, goes, he goes, you want to go for lunch? And I'm like, sure. He's like, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. And I went, how far away is lunch? He went, 10 minutes. And he looked at me and went, 30 minutes we're going to shop and I can't be seen with you like that and I'm like but they're shorts yeah but they're they're for the pool Daniel and I was like no you need to buy nice short like proper and then we bought I remember them they were burgundy shorts you bought and they were really nice shorts and you were actually quite chuffed with them but they were really nice basically we were just getting I think it was also the first first time I'd ever spent more than like 30 quid on an item of clothing which like I was like I just I just Craig I I could spend this on booze by the way if anyone's got a mental image they weren't Speedos. No, they were like big, no. baggy, multicoloured, massive. Uh, but they were. They oh, were my, my swim shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they had like shorts. ducks and rainbows you on them. You know what's funny yeah. about this? I remember coming down to a restaurant on tour. It was a hotel lobby restaurant, a nice hotel. And uh, I was wearing like swim swim shorts. And you were like, oh, go and get changed. See? I got that from him. It's so funny hearing that, that you were in my position and then got that from him. And, yeah. then, and, then, like, and then just were like down your nose. Yeah, of course. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's how you learn. That's what I could have done. I could have been like, hey, I'm going to save you some embarrassment. According to the case, like this isn't on and we'll do better if we do this but because I dealt with it and also I just like looking down my nose at you anyway uh, oh I've ended up in a fucking pact that I don't want to be part of oh hold on before you get to your swapping pact I just want when we were in Kuala Lumpur I don't know if you remember this but uh it, I'm the pr- time that you were introduced as this is Daniel Sloss is young hung and full of spunk and young I, fun, fun and full of, full of calm full of calm and I was like what introduction is that? And they, they, you they, asked they, yourself to be brought on stage. No, 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 no. So we were on this gig and it was terribly fucking run. That the, that was the first one in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, really bad. There were about forty people in the room, all fucking spread out. Till the, we tried to get the compere to bring them to the front. He didn't. And then when they wouldn't, well, then he eventually tried after we pressured them to, and then he just yelled at them until they all moved. It was a really bad gig. But there was the other Kuala Lumpur one, which was in a pub, and I just remember because you went on and you smashed and you came off, and because it was all to fucking British expats, right? There was this big fucking British guy who, during your sh- just hated it. You could just tell he was a fucking homophobe. Right? That okay. was his problem straight away from the dancing and everything, just that fucking, oh, or whatever. And then you came off, and I was trying to tell you that he fucking hated your set. And then you went over and just doing your straight Glasgow voice that you do, convinced him that it was an act that you'd done. <gasps> you done? Yes! You went up and you were, you, oh, my, it was the funny, me, well, and, Fra- laugh, me and Francesca Martinez were pissing ourselves laughing so because you were just there being like, mate, don't worry about it, it's just a fucking, uh, it's just a I mean, fucking act, man. I actually no, found it. Sometimes be on a poofy shake, man, for a laugh. <laughs> that was it! <laughs> <laughs> and he bought, and he bought did that just to see if he would believe me. He did. That and he was so and he funny was that he so relieved. Uh, he was so, re- he was like, oh, I get it now. I'm sure I must have told him, I write. 
I'm sure I would have actually not let that go ahead. Oh, you probably true. towards I the guy. But, I, but the thing I remember most about that gig was so the guy I couldn't believe when he said this is Daniel Sauce, young, hung, and full of cum, and I thought, wow, what an introduction. Yeah. And then he wrapped me on, and he went, so this guy's coming from Glasgow, and he's got bald head and a kill. And I was like, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible, terrible introduction. Just say it. The next comedian is called Craig Hill. It was, it was awful. He wrapped me on. Oh, God. It, he really did. I remember it. I did have a uh, question about your uh, front bottom. Yes. Now, I've had my front bottom lined recently. And it, it, huh? honestly, it looks amazing. It, because it gets damp. And it stops it getting damp. Uh-huh. And I've had a party in it. Okay. Yeah, because, well, I knew what I was going to put in it, but I, I thought, well, let's have a party first before you put everything in your front bottom. So I had a party in it, and then I found out it's got Wi-Fi. Oh, that's I put fairy lights in it. Am I, right, am I right in thinking that you've currently got a wet front bottom? Um, well, yeah, no. because my neighbour watered it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I heard that phone call. So my front bottom is what I call the little... Um, uh, Cellar <laughs> under the road, outside, at the front, down the bottom. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's a little cellar, right. and I've often called it my front bottom. But it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. It's outdoors, and it's got fairy lights, but it's just lovely, the idea. Fairy lights, Wi-Fi, and music in your front bottom. Some plants. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. I don't know, nothing says party like that. Yeah. <laughs> it would bring you back to front bottoms. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, w- it would. <laughs> it would. And I, we were in the car today, and my neighbour said, Do you want your front bottom watered? And I went, Oh, you're such a delight. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. You said something like, oh, oh, because there's Of some... course, I want a soaking wet front bottom. I said soggy. <laughs> soggy, yeah. that was it. Soggy. Yes. And it was soggy, basically, there's a, there's, a, there's a wee window box there, too. We've named the podcast. So, yeah. So, we're, 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 that's allowed to be called. Anything in my front bottom needs weeded. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does happen. I mean, this time, you could just let the sun dry out and hope that it, like, Falls off itself. Nobody, but if you wanna... nobody wants a sun dried front bottom. No, <laughs> it does make it sound like it's from Marks and Spencers. <laughs> oh my god! Why don't you try this delicious range of sun dried front bottoms? I, just, I remember I was <laughs> remember I was saying that yesterday um, when we did live floor show years ago, and it was like the first two weeks, and I'd never been on TV before. I don't think, and. Uh, Basically, you know, we filmed it on a Thursday and we were off on a Friday. It was so exciting. So it was like Monday, Thursday, but off on a Friday. So on a Friday, I remember being in Marks and Spencer's in Edinburgh and this woman and her daughter come up and I think it's the first time anyone had ever recognised me. And she said, oh, hi, we just want to say we really enjoy the show. And I said, oh, that's really nice. And we just chat away. And then her daughter sheepishly and kind of nervously got her mobile phone out and she looked like she wanted to ask me a question. I said, and so I said, oh, do you want to take a wee photograph? And she went, no, I just got a text. <laughs> oh my god! I just looked totally up myself. Aye. I was mortified. Steamroll over that. Just going that. We're no, getting a photo. I, man, I do that all the time. When any fucking fan introduces themselves to me, whether it's in the street or whatever, the first thing I'll just say to them is, "Do you want a photo?" Because either it's on, the, it's on ninety percent of their minds, and you've done them a favour, and you've done them a favour because they don't know how to bring it up. Also, gets the conversation over because yeah. that's all they want. They want yeah, to talk yeah, for yeah, a bit yeah. and then the photo. But there are the times you go, "Do you want a photo?" and they go, "Nah," and you go. Right, it would be polite for you to say I was being polite. (laughs) I was being polite. Can we just do this dance now? I I understand that you don't want it, but can you not see how I do this for other people? And even though you don't want a photo, that it might be good for you to encourage me to do this more often. So why don't you be a good cunt so I can continue being a good friend? Send this to your mum, please. Tag me in it. I often um, force leave that like hobbies or parents to have photos they might not want to have because you know when they get a photo like. 
it's always the guy taking it. Yeah. And then they'll go to walk away and I'll get an E want one as well, don't you? Come on, just just in case they do. Ah, uh, like right, they might not want to ask. Uh huh. Nine times out of ten they probably can't be asked and then they'll get a the photo they don't want. But for the shy ones, I always <sighs> put it forward. Uh, speaking of uh, fans, uh, I just uh, have to apologise to uh, Kaelin, not my son, uh, Kaelin, uh, the fan who uh, came to our, air quotes, preview uh, on, on Friday and outside, and he was like, oh, Daniel, and I was like, oh, hey, and he brought me a spliff, and I was like, that's so funny, because no, well, great, immediately great, he's like, it's going to be shit, and I'm like, mate, you rolled me a spliff, and even when I'm at home, like, it's, in Starling, you don't have to roll me joints, I've got weed at home, but you're a great guy, thanks, did the photo, me, him, and uh, Gareth, and, uh, and then he watched me bomb and eat shit for 30 fucking minutes. <sighs> To an absolutely oh I mean I can't say unplayable because Craig played it and did well. Yeah, it was um it was just too bright a room really. I feel like, and, it's, just, I feel like it's a sad day to die to a patron. There's so much investment in us yeah. to, to then Oh man, I was to it, then it, give them a bad it took all of my fucking willpower to not smoke that joint out of the car window on the way oh, home really? just yeah. to yeah. I I showed um Natalie the picture of the room last night. I mean it's the brightest room you've I, ever seen your I performed room. in there on Thursday and they've got skylights yeah. all across the yeah, 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 yeah. It's at a gig and it's it, it's so brightly lit from yeah. outside. The Tobit Theatre itself, the actual theatre they have, is it's beautiful lovely. room. And a it, really beautiful room, room but it's like four hundred, yeah. so it's not for previews. If it was dark, it would have been better. But it, I think the audience felt a bit self-conscious as well because oh, it was totally. so bright. You could see the films. Ma, ma, oh man, let me tell you on fucking Friday. So I, I took I, my contact lenses for the Friday because yeah. I thought it was weird that we could see the audience so clearly. And yeah. actually, I think that's why I ended up having a nice gig because yeah. It well, was, you also definitely you definitely went on with the right fucking attitude, which is what I was doing as well. Which is we both saw Gareth doing his set and just this audience just give it pretty much fucking nothing now it, it's not entirely their fault because the room wasn't set up great and it's awkward it's hot yeah. and um, whatever but it was hot yeah yeah it was very, very very fucking hot but they also man it just wasn't all a comedy audience it was like I still felt that we were fucking hitting people who just go to the art centre to watch yeah. whatever's on. But then, but then, but then one, 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 what it was, but then one or two people, one or two people in amongst that that have come to see us Aye. that would rather be sat in a proper crowd Aye. rather than the crowd away. Yeah, uh, it was. I watched Gareth and I was like, "Well, this is just going to be fucking hell." But I'll go through it anyway. I'll do it. I've, I've made the promise. I'll do the fucking gig. You went on, did really well for what the room was, and I was like, "Oh, it is there." Because I had no content. Aye, yeah. And I, I actually really. I mean, I met a lot of them when they came in, so I, I thought they were quite nice. But Aye. it was more the yeah, it was the room just didn't feel right. That's the but way they were lovely people. But, when I met them. They were lovely people. Yeah. Um, but. The balcony view was worth the whole weekend. Oh, it was. I mean, I am genuinely going to ask them. That's the best view in the whole of Stirling. Easily, that's yeah. the best rooftop garden. It's just like, and I, basically, it's not a garden, obviously. But if you it's, have, it's, it's about three feet by nine feet of yeah, exactly. brick, I'm, just this edge. But you go out, and then there's just the hill and oh the Wallace God. Monument Wallace, behind it, and the sun setting there, and it's just overlooking all of Stirling. And you're like, why is this? Why is this a venue? I was yeah. like, I was like, honestly, I said to them. Oh, did you hear what that woman's name was? The woman who ran the venue. What a brilliant name. She's called, her name is Christabel. Christabel. And I said, oh, Christ that sounds... Christabel? Her name is Christabel. So I said Christabel. And I said, Christabel, I said, oh, that sounds like a wee fairy name. And her surname is genuinely Christabel Wandless. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> that off! That is her real name. Maybe we shouldn't say that on the podcast, but I she wouldn't mind because her name is fantastic. That's a real person's name. Great. Anyway, I, she's the person apparently I would ask... 
Um, Christopher um, Wandless. Christopher Wandless. Is, I said to her, is that really your name? She's like, 100%. percent be a that. good drag name. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It would, actually. Um, poor Christabel. The real poor Christabel Wandless. God, thanks. Um, <laughs> anyway, I she's the person I would contact. Apparently. So I I don't know if they would let me do this. I would, I would hire that beautiful rooftop view with six stools. If you just had a small, you know, oh, six people celebrating something small, six stools, a bucket of ice and some wine in the corner and a little TG or oh, maybe aye. just a, or a boogie box which aged me the other day when I said it um, that's what Connor Burns said to me oh that fairly ages you that boogie box reference but anyway <laughs> so we put on some music but I mean it would honestly like any one of my friends would walk in and go how did you find this place this is a yeah. this is a beautiful view and it would just be a short party for a couple of hours because um, Marlena, our agent, was suggesting I hire the room, but I wouldn't need the room. I would only need yeah, the balcony. The balcony. Yeah. Unless you were growing tomatoes or... <laughs> Which would do hugely yeah. successfully. Yeah. Anything yeah. other than a gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could grow a gig in there. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> cannot. We've yeah. tried for yeah. three years and, and, we, and that's that. Me and uh, um, you know our Newcastle friend with his love of vowels went to Barnard Castle, which I think I asked the audience, now do do tell me, is it Barnard or Barnard? Because I think if it's posh around here, it must be Barnard. Turns out it's not. It's, it's spelled, it's, Barnard. Yeah, but it's the same way as Learned. It's Bar- I, Barnard. Do you know, I said to Natalie when I was saying, I was like, it's such a like lovely village. It's such a shame that Matt Hancock fucked it by getting his hearing test here. And Natalie was like, it was an eye test. It was Donna Cummins. And then realised yeah. I was joking. I was like, I was trying to try and play it out that that was her Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. And um, we, I mean, this is probably not very interesting, but I got two loaves of bread. For the price of one. One. He, cho- he charmed. He charmed a baker. How'd you do that? Because I just charmed her. Just went, went in. Just I said to her, I can't even believe the standard of bread in Bernard Castle. Now, he's having a barbecue tomorrow, and if you think I'm going home without sourdough, you're up a gum tree. And she said, you're so much fun, I think you should have two for one. <laughs> and she gave you two loaves for the price of one. There you go. And it was gorgeous, it was wasn't really it? Nice and I was eye. moaning yesterday, because I'm, I don't know how people, why do people don't moan about this. Cutting bread is exhausting. <laughs> Tried to cut bread. Honestly, see, like a decent loaf of yeah. bread, right? That's, that's why the phrase "best thing since sliced bread" we were exists. Saying that yesterday, yeah. we were saying that's where it comes from. Like it's the best thing since sliced bread, which acknowledges the fact that not sliced bread is in, is indeed difficult. My friends are always saying to me, "I can't believe you at the moment you moan about how hard bread is cut." It's just easy. Well, well, have you heard the sentence "best thing since sliced bread"? That changes everything. So then, anyway, there's a comedian called John Whale who pointed out that uh, there's bread slicer. You might want to fact check this, Matthew. The bread slicer was invented the same year as penicillin, and people chose the bread slicer for the catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, oh, there oh, you really? go. Well, I remember. That's right. I remember someone saying that. Um, and yesterday in your house, I could see. Why it's a problem. So basically, the bread moves. Yeah. So I was like, is there not a thing you can stick in the... Just <laughs> hold it fucking down. <laughs> like like, th- like through a fish's head yeah. while you de-scale it. Just yeah. yeah, I put a stone bread I want, I want an, EB, an ABH, an aggressive bread holder. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to stay still. And so there must be something that keeps oh, the bread still. When, you, when you're cutting turkey, you use that, like, tuning fork. Well, maybe like that. But anyway, I don't think it's a tuning fork. No, no, no. no, no. no it's, 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 he's an idiot. It's a tuner fork. Ah, uh, yeah, I use it. No, no. I use it on chicken. And now, I often do chest my turkeys and go, 
<laughs> it's beautiful. It's like practically Barnard Matthews. <laughs> anyway, that's been in my head all weekend. Barnard Thank Matthews. You place for it. So anyway, I can't started doing the bread yesterday and, and your wife actually said, You're getting exhausted, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was going almost like, can someone can someone take it's, over? Can yeah, someone well, rescue right, so me from this hell? Bread is uncomfortable. I only did half of it. And while we're on the on while we're on the topic of middle class gripes, everyone who works at Lurpak Spreadable needs shot in the fucking head. It was the first wow. time is, fake, fake there news. Is, there is nothing, nothing spreadable about Lurpak Spreadable. If, man, if you, I don't know if you're not meant to keep it in the fridge, which seems odd since it's No, you butter. keep it in the fridge. If you put Lurpak Spreadable in the fridge, all it does is it removes all of the bread from your bit of bread and you're just left with crust. Uh, it just it's like fucking bread velcro man. It doesn't spread, it doesn't get any fucking I think you're putting it too high up your fridge. I've, I I have a little press spreadable. Not in, in my freezer. front bottom, but you I put it in my fridge bottom. Oh your fridge? Yeah. And I, I I take it out. Hold on, are different parts of the fridge different temperatures? I think the, I think the higher up, yeah. I, th- I, I mean I'm no fridge expert. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm really going to study that thing. But yes, no, I think the I think higher up in the fridge is a lit is colder, so maybe that's your maybe hot air rises. <laughs> yeah, well not in a fridge. I'm making that up. Anyway, can I just finish my, my bread yes, story? Sorry, yes. During lockdown when we all went mad and we suffered from what I called Amazonesia. Where I would drunkenly order things and then they'd arrive and I go, Well, who ordered that? It clearly wasn't me. <laughs> but that's how I have an electric knife. Because one day I was doing the bread and I thought, I bet you a 1972 electric knife will solve everything. Mm. And it doesn't. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I did it. The bread, the, I was so excited. I went out to buy bread, especially. I thought yeah. this is going to be the easiest cut of my life. And I plugged it in. And it was like carpal tunnel. It, honestly, it was the worst thing ever. It, the whole thing was like shaking. I was like, it's supposed to be like not aggressive. I was frightened. I was like, it was like a horror movie because it's pretty scary. Oh, you have to be careful with them, but it, you, it vibrates too much. And I, that went straight back in the box. And that's getting re-gifted. If they don't get <laughs> not sent back. <laughs> I'm going to re-gift it to one of my straight friends who has lower standards. (laughs) Yeah, do you know? And do you know, it would be perfectly fine if you wanted to cut a Bernard Matthews turkey. (laughs) It's probably for that more... It says it's for bread, but honestly, it was really struggling. It was was just as exhausting as using a knife. I mean, maybe I need to up my knife game. Maybe... I mean, your knife was quite good yesterday. I thought. Well, because I, I would never think to like. I've got, I've got knife sharpeners, and I obviously use that. For, I don't really know what I'm doing, but you like, can't the, use that on your bread knife, though. Well, can you not? Not on a serrated. I don't. But well, maybe you can. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Nah. Well, sure. Well, I get that it wouldn't, it wouldn't make the the higher bits in the serration any necessarily better, but it certainly would get the lower bits, and that's the initial. Surely that would, would it not? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm mean, not being no the guinea pig. Edge, <laughs> surely that would, would would round off your little sharp edges. Uh, well, no, because it's 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 not. It's, I mean, this one I've got. It's not like a file, and you're not you're not like running it over the top. You're not you're doing it at angles, so you're just making those serrations get narrower. I mean, in in, in my head, in theory. Uh, I didn't think so. God, what a dull conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> red chat. I didn't, well, I, didn't th- I didn't think we should talk about this on my podcast. <laughs> we should do this in the garden. Um, yeah. 
Uh, Craig, you have a show on at the Fringe this year. Would you like to promote that? Yes, uh, by sharing the title. Yes. And the title is I Always Knew I Had It In Me. Nice. You've, you've always got excellent titles, Craig. Well, it yeah. might sound like Craig. Uh, my my always my favorite one of yours, and this is before I think you and me knew each other. But the one that always stood out because I didn't get it until I heard somebody say it out loud, like on the All poster. Right, okay. I just thought it was. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a cool name for a show. Craig Hill makes your whole week. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I, mad for so long, I was just like, well, I bet, I bet he does. I've seen him live. He, this is great. And then you said Craig Hill makes your whole week. And I went, I am a dumb man. Yep. I am a dumb, stupid man, mm-hmm. completely over me. Yeah, look, um, Tennyson, that W, that W yeah, softened yeah, yeah. the blow. Craig, Hill, Craig <laughs> Hill's blown by a fan. Yeah, I got, a, I got that one. Was was I mean, I literally um, put a fan in the photograph. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, Craig, and Craig Hill's Come On The Lads. That, but that was inspired by you, <laughs> weirdly. And what Thanks, man. I actually Thanks, I appreciate that. Because I had this, um, I don't know why I had a photo shoot of me in, in an Adidas top looking like I'm kicking a ball, but that's what it looked like. And then I said to you, what is an expression that um, you would use during football? I don't know, I needed something football-y. Yeah. Something football-y that you said, come on, the lads, and I burst out laughing straight away and thought, oh, that is, <laughs> that's a good title. Uh, but yeah, so this one, I always knew I had it in me, but it's basically, it's interesting because I don't really have a, I never really have a theme because I like to just put in the show whatever I think is funny. And also, you're, you're, you're tr- you truly are one of the best at like audience interaction. Well, I love that, yeah, yeah, I love doing that. So, but actually, it, it's a little bit like, I always knew I had it in me, I always knew I was going to be a performer, I always knew I was Probably going to be a little bit gay, so it's a little bit about that. Right. So it kind of fits the. the yeah. Are we on in the same venue? I think we are in a brand new the venue. The brand new, is, just the tonic it's one. No. So it's actually called Greyfriars Charteris, that church. Is it? Yes, it's a bit of a Say that again. Name. Well, yeah, it took me a while to learn it. Greyfriars Charteris is the name of the church that we are in. And um, I don't know what that word Charteris means, uh, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, but anyway. It's on, so I just describe it to people, it's uh, just up from the Pleasance on the left-hand side, and it's an old church yeah. further up the road. And the original, the Pleasance Courtyard, not the Pleasance Dome. Yes, and it's um, it's run by Just The Tonic, and the actual venue is called Just The Tonic Nucleus. And what so, time is your show on? I think it's on at 7.15. You're yeah. on early. You're I'm on, on 5.45, yeah, that makes sense, because I'll be done, and then you've got we've got half an hour. You, that's the, that's the, I'm a dad now time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'm just a very lazy, cheaty boy this year. I'm just, uh, I've done... This will be my twelfth or thirteenth fringe, so just doing it with the bumpers up. Really? Aye. I Got always him. said, you know, years ago, um, Tim Vine, I think, didn't do it, and he he paid money for a poster. I said Tim Vine, I said something like no, Tim Vine's not, not doing the fringe, and and I everybody talked about it. It was really interesting. Yeah. It was a brilliant thing to do, and I always thought if I did have a fallow year and decided I'd like to take, I'd like to not do it and just go and see stuff. If I did do that, which I can't really imagine me doing, but if I did do it. I would do that. I would have a poster and it said, because I still want a double entendre, so I would have a poster that said, Craig Hill's having it off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I would do if I ever took the year off. But I can't imagine... It's a bit daft to take the year off in a way because if you live in Edinburgh and you do stand-up it's comedy on your and it's your job, yeah. why would you not do uh, it during the French? Which, yeah, which is what my, my thing this year. I was like, I'll always do it in some thing. You can't not. It's, just, it's the best festival in the yeah. world. And we say this... That's I would love to go, go to, to it. It sounds really weird because we're in it. Yeah. But I would really, really love to be a punter. Like, uh, yeah. really. Like, I see things all the time. Think, God, if I if I didn't have this thing to do, I would relish it. Like, I, I would go and see loads we, of stuff. We got a bit of that in 2019 because we just did a short run. Yeah, yeah. The tour, so, uh, well, I, I, yeah, but I, but it's also, I, I wish I wish I could go back to 
uh, the, when I was like 13 and 14 and going to the fridge before I was involved in comedy because yeah. I think now you just I, I think enjoying the festival in the way I used to when I was 14 is impossible now because I'm, I'm on a different side of the the curtain even if I was to take the fucking year off I would just mm-hmm. you, would you know well because like when I watch yeah because when I there's nothing when I watch it, shows, you watch it as a critic yeah like when I watch my friends shows I am always trying to find uh, punchlines for them callbacks things uh, not trying to just that's what my brain does yeah, yeah. watches comedy processes it and tries to you know help and if I, even if I were to go and see fucking you know shows I think the entire time I would just be thinking God, I should be doing a show this year. Uh, I can't yeah. believe I'm not. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. but I wonder you, about you get guilt for not being there. Yeah, yeah, because it's. I mean, the, when the when the the best arts festival is right on your fucking yeah. doorstep, then I, I used to work in box office in the Gilded Balloon before I did stand up. Yeah, work. yeah, and I absolutely loved it. I loved it because I had leather trousers and I used to stand on a stool and write things on the chalkboard because I knew how good those leather trousers were. Oh, <laughs> so you, 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 people were advertising their shows and you were advertising yourself yeah. at the same time. I used time. to sell out people's shows though because like people would come up to you. I didn't realize, but people just would, imagine walking on stage one year. You're like, why is there so many gays in my audience today? <laughs> like, am I, why, why am I popular amongst bears? This is so <laughs> weird. Why, why are they all collected around the radiator? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, Adam, I used to sell out people's shows because I didn't realise punters do come up to you in box office and they would say, oh, hi, it's half past four, um, is there anything I should see? And the one show that I thought was amazing was this show uh, by Geraldine McNulty. It was called what, The One Woman in a Ten... One Woman in a... Ten Women in a One Frock Show. And basically, she had one frock. It was a really simple idea. And she would do ten characters. And she, all she would do is, she'd wear this red dress and then she'd suddenly put on a bevet. And she'd become this French poet. And she would take her shoes off and go, uh, Mavanda, Mavanda, they don't understand you. The vexed, perplexed, what architect blend you? <laughs> so she would, do, she, would, she would be like a poet, as a, as a joke, as a kind of character. Aye. And then she would suddenly, she would um, put heels on, put her hair up, and she'd put a bow on and go, welcome to Clairvin Cosmetics. She was brilliant. And I loved her because she was an actor. She was a comedy actor. And I've got, I've got and news for you, it's Milo. It's Milo. It's Milo and here, I yeah. saw that show four times and it was so <laughs> funny that every time people come up to me, I said to punters, as a skint student, I said, go and see Geraldine McNulty and if you don't like the show, I will, I will give you your money back out of my pocket. That's how sure I am you'll enjoy it. And they all come up to me and said, so glad you recommended that show. Well and done. her show sold out. Great. Well done. She bought me flowers at the end. Great. And I genuinely loved that show. It was right. brilliant. Well, well, there you go. For anyone going to the Friends this year, don't just take our recommendations for things, even though we will be recommending Listen people. Office. Listen to Box Office and just fucking take a gamble. That's because the fun you know of the what, Fringe. That's the, you know, that, that, that really, for me, that was and is and should be the spirit of the Fringe was what me and my friends always tried to find was the thing you didn't think you were going to find. Yeah. So we just thought, don't know what it is. Go Let's take a chance. And it'll be like and David Currier's putting ham on his face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> drinking two bottles of wine on stage. and yeah. yeah. Right, uh, Craig, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, it's man. been an absolute delight. Um, Let's uh, do it more. Uh, yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, cheers. See you later, cunts. Bye. Bye.